Hi, I'm Damien Mew, CEO of AI Australia New Zealand, and we are proud to bring you this Future Women production. At AI, our purpose is to make a difference in people's lives and champion Australia to be the healthiest nation in the world. In this pursuit, we are passionate about supporting women to live healthier, longer, better lives. It's not always easy. That's why we believe in dreaming big but thinking small, as good health starts by making small, healthy changes. Visit aavitality.com.au to find out how we can support and reward you to take your first small steps to a healthier you. This podcast is brought to you by Future Women, a new home for women to come together online and in person. Become a member to gain full access to Future Women's content, events and community. Plus, our packed calendar of member-only social club events. For more details, head to futurewomen.com. It was just so special to know that we'd kind of gone out and done it and we were so proud of what we had done and other people liked it as well. I think it's one thing to love your own product, but when other people kind of love it, that's really special. Hi there, welcome to Future Women with Sylvia Jeffries, where we climb inside the brilliant minds of successful female founders and learn how they've spun their simple ideas into global game changers. So whether you're in business, own one, or dream of doing it for yourself, these conversations will guide you through the keys to development, scale and investment with a heavy hit of humour and reality on the side. It's so crazy. We were told that by a few people that we probably couldn't do it. It would be too hard. I mean, tech is so complicated and we're just two kind of 25-year-old girls. Today's guest is health and fitness powerhouse Laura Henshaw. Laura is one half of the dynamic duo behind Keep It Cleaner, a lifestyle program that takes the guesswork out of exercise, healthy eating and general well-being. Every single problem has a solution. You know, you can have your 10-minute, like, oh, my God, it's going to be the end of the world, but then you just need to stop, kind of step back from it and analyse it. Together with model Steph Claire Smith, Laura has built a huge global community with an online program, an app, a successful range of food products and thousands of loyal subscribers. In her limited spare time, she's also chipping away at a law degree, thank you very much, and through her work with AIA Vitality, also shares her passion for healthy living with countless Australian women. This is Laura Henshaw. Laura Henshaw, welcome to Future Women. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to be chatting to you down the line from Melbourne today because you are a very busy bee. I know you've always got so many balls in the air at the moment. What is what is an average day look like for you at the moment? Like what do, what's your new schedule for today, for example? Well, today's actually a very good day. Usually I'm in the office most of the time with the team, but today's actually Steph, which is my business partner and keep it cleaner and best friend. Um, it's her hen's party. So after this, I am driving down to Sorrento and setting up the house. So I'm so excited. So today's a good day. (laughs) I can't can't imagine you two getting, you know, too loose at a hen's party because you're so healthy. (laughs) How are you going to let your hair down? (laughs) It's all about balance. We've got, um, it'll be a lot of fun. We've got a lot of, it's all a surprise, um, but there is a lot of fun things planned. <laughs> well, and what happens at a hen's party should always stay at a hen's party, in my opinion. So I'll let you keep that one a secret. <laughs> Tell me, how did um, how did Keep It Cleaner start? What was the genesis? So Keep It Cleaner started, I think it was six years ago. It started with an e-book, which we called Keep It Clean. So as the business evolved, we've kind of changed the name a tiny bit, but uh, I had a blog at the time, a health and kind of re- just all my healthy recipes on there. I loved doing that. 
um, on the side of uni and Steph um, has had quite a big following at that point. I think, I don't know how many she had, maybe 500,000. So it was really big at the time. And Steph was always asked what she was eating. And then she really liked my recipes on my blog. And we'd kind of spoken about doing something together, but we didn't know what it would be. And we'd both gone through, through the modeling industry. Um, we both went overseas and modeled and there was, the pressures overseas are just so different to Australia. Australia is quite accepting market. I mean, it's still got a long way to go, but a size 10 is kind of the average model size, whereas overseas, which is what I am, overseas you have to be kind of a size 6 or less. And we'd both had this kind of our idea of healthy I suppose had been morphed because we grew up in like a really healthy both healthy families and um, I love sport and I loved eating food I never thought about food but the modeling industry kind of really changed my idea on of that and I started focusing on food kind of focusing on calorie counting and depriving myself and exercising to kind of make myself look a certain way because of the pressures from the overseas market and I think when we came back we were both so we were trying to get out of that mindset because we hadn't been in it our whole lives, which was, you know, it's amazing up until 18. I'd never even knew what the word diet was. But then I kind of fell so deep down the hole of um, just putting so much pressure on myself. And so we kind of came together with that. And at the time, the health industry um, was growing, which was amazing, but it was very much diet focused and healthy kind of seemed really hard. It was the recipes were really complicated. They had so many ingredients. It was expensive to make it. And Steph and I kind of just wanted to show people that health can be about balance and it, you don't have to be a chef to make healthy recipes. It doesn't have to be expensive. It can be affordable and easy. And that was kind of where my recipes started and that was Steph's idea in her head as well and then we thought you know why don't we just make an ebook and we literally just googled how to do it and we mm. made it we used um we we styled it we did all the cooking and now I know on cookbook shoots that's not what you do you shoot like 10 a day you have a whole team but we shot for like 37 recipes in one day on with a flash camera um it was just looking back at it is so tragic there was edit, um, so when was that? When did you start? That was the five years ago. And how was it received? What kind of reaction did you get to that at the first uh, first point? Well, it was it was good. The first night, Steph's mum actually we we edited it ourselves, and Steph's mum sent through a lot of spelling errors that we'd made. So. <laughs> initial response was funny but we fixed it um and then the the response was amazing uh we were really overwhelmed by it we didn't think you know people would would buy it we thought maybe a few would but quite a lot of people did and the girls the best thing was they were making the recipes and sharing it online which is kind of how our brand started to grow and I think it was because usually when you make a recipe from a cookbook yours looks like a kind of interpretation of it a bit of a worse version but with with our ebook the photos were and our styling wasn't that great so people were making it and their creations look better than ours so they wanted to share it to show how easy it was <laughs> I love it they were outdoing you at your own game yeah uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so what so what made you make the leap or take the leap from the ebook into the app well with the ebook I suppose you kind of release it and then it's done and there's nothing else you can kind of do and it's hard to really connect with your community because it's just a product but we kind of we we when look we then went to a program like a small subscription website which was very basic it was three recipes and one workout a month which we funded with the money from the ebook so Steph and I have always we've grown up 
being huge savers. So that's been really helpful for us because everything we've done, we've saved to then kind of do the next project. So the subscription website we did and then we got a good response from that, but it still wasn't enough really to connect with girls and feel like we were talking to them every day. So then from so you, there... But you were able to sort of self-fund and get it off the ground just by saving your own pennies along the way. Yeah, so we with the ebook, we actually, it's funny, I don't know at the time if we were if the reason that we did it was uh, it's quite business minded what we did back when we were well, I think we were how old was I then 20 we got sponsors for the ebook so we got two sponsors on board and they funded their sponsorship funded the production of the ebook and then we used the, that's good hustle from a couple of that's well, looking back on it I'm kind of like that was really smart of us but <laughs> I don't I think yeah. it was kind of just the fact that we didn't have the money to do it. So we were like, how how can we make it work? What are we going to do? And then we thought if we can put some brands in that we love, then it would work really well. And so we did. And yeah, so that started, that funded the ebook and then the ebook funded the website. And then from there, uh, we worked with another business on our first program. Um, and then that wasn't an app. That was just a online program, but it had the meal plan and, and the workout. And then from there, Steph and I decided that, um, it was great working with this business, but we wanted to be more involved in the business side of it because uh, we, we're just so passionate about everything. And because, I mean, it's amazing we get instant feedback from all the girls, but it means that in our community, but it means that we want to fix it. We, we want everything to be perfect. So we decided then to move away from that company and take it on ourselves. And that is when we hired the team and we launched the app. Uh, so that was one year, well, nearly one year ago now. It was November the 7th, we launched the app last I, year. I was with you on the day you launched the app and I remember... Yeah. I remember you um, having a, a really wonderful reaction to what happened um, in the hours following that launch. T- tell us about what happened on the day you launched. Oh, it was amazing. It, it's so crazy. We were told that we, by a few people, that we probably couldn't do it. It would be too hard. I mean, tech is so complicated and we're just two kind of 25-year-old girls and we, we didn't think... We, we kind of, in our minds, I suppose you always believe in yourself and you think you can do it. And I think that was our gut feeling that we knew that we could kind of go out on our own and do it. But when you have so many people telling you that it's really hard and you might not be able to do it and things will go wrong and you don't understand tech, it's, it's, it's too difficult. It, it puts this kind of thought in your mind that, oh, maybe it's not going to work. It's not going to go right. But when we launched, we, we were a little bit late with our launch, but our community was so understanding and the we had an amazing retention. All the girls from the old program came onto the new one and, and more. And we had thousands of girls sign up all around the world, which was just incredible. And they loved the app. We were so worried about making, we're, we're so, we just care so much about making sure that we kind of have the best possible kind of access to health for the girls through the app and we were worried that we wouldn't be able to create the same quality and and that wouldn't have been good enough so it was just so special to know that we'd kind of gone out and done it and we were so proud of what we had done and other people liked it as well I think it's one thing to love your own product but when other people kind of love it that's really special it's the ultimate feedback Uh, there are so many health and fitness and and recipe apps out there. I mean, we've spoken to Kayleigh Zenas here on this podcast in the past as just one example of one of those apps that's already out there. What exactly was the niche that you were tapping into? How were you um, setting yourself apart from other apps that were already out there? 
available. Yeah, there is. I mean, it's super saturated, especially now. When we launched the first program uh, two years ago, it wasn't as saturated as it is now. So I think it would be harder to enter into the market now. But our point of difference has just been that health is about balance. We felt that there wasn't a program out there that didn't push kind of the weight loss message. Um, and we knew that for us, like for me personally, because of what, what I'd been through uh, with my bad relationship with food and exercise, I knew that things like calorie counting and exercising kind of to lose weight and um, transformation type things were quite triggering for me. And it kind of stopped me focusing on health for what we should, which is just, you know, to feel empowered and strong and good about yourself and confident in all aspects of your life. And we felt that there wasn't a program that was offering that and on the program I mean girls of course if they exercise every day and they eat well there's physical changes but what the main focus of kick is is the changes that happen inside and and as I said before your confidence and your energy and how you feel and you know to hear girls in our community that we speak about things like they'll walk into a job interview and they felt so much more confident because they proved to themselves the week before that they could run 5k it's it's so much more than losing weight and and transformations but it has been hard for us at the start to market this type of program because it's very easy to say you know sign up and lose five kilos in 30 days people are going to pay for that but to get people to kind of sign up to find their own balance um and is hard but I suppose what's been amazing for us is once the girls come on the program they feel so connected with the community and supported and they see the value in it and and they stay on long term which has been really really awesome so it's just our point of difference is that we're all about balance and Steph and I you know we'll have a wine tonight we'll have hot chips we'll have chocolate Mm. that's okay it's not about cutting everything out and eating broccoli and chicken every day it's about enjoying your life but trying to make small changes kind of to be a healthier you at the same time and if girls stay on the program for a month or two months it doesn't matter to us as long as they learn small things that they can implement long term that's sustainable that's what's important because we've all you know done the eight week challenges and things like that where you lose five kilos but then you can't sustain that so it's about things that you can is, sustain. Is that, is that why I know that you you've made an active choice not to ask for or share before and after photos yeah. from your community? Is that part of? Is that does that feed into that mentality? Definitely. So we uh, we've shared oh, probably maybe five or something in, in the time that we've had it, and when we do, it's it's more about it's what the girls say and that they feel stronger, and that's what's important. But we definitely do not have that as a main part of our strategy. It's not something we share very often. As I said, we've only we've shared very minimal amount of them and and that's because we don't want it to be about that I we think that there's so much out there pushing that you need to have you know this type of transformation to lose weight that we don't need to kind of add to it and our program is different there's so many fantastic programs out there focused on that but that's not what we are and I suppose for Steph and I our transformations are actually almost the opposite because we went from being so lean and tiny and we probably both had five 10% body fat, which is unhealthy for a woman when we were um, at our skinniest, I suppose, but that wasn't our happiest. And so for us, it's about now sharing with girls that they can live a happy, healthy life without that deprivation. And so that's why, yeah, we try to steer away from it. Um, And that it works for some people and that's totally okay. But just for for us and for the girls in our community, it's we just really, really want to focus on the internal changes instead of the kind of external ones. I've seen 
many a headline about you or Steph sharing an unedited photograph of your bloated stomach or, you know, something that every one of us experiences every single day. Why is that still headline making, do you think? Oh, I don't know. It's funny, isn't it? Uh, I, maybe because it's showing, you know, yourself being vulnerable. but It's showing reality, yeah. which we don't. We don't See show much it enough of on social media. That's exactly right. I think mm. it's so important to share those type of things. I love sharing it because if it helps one girl, then you know I've done my job, and I, it makes me feel really happy knowing that I have helped someone. And, and same with Steph. I, I think it's a nice way to use social media. Uh, there's you know there's so many negative things on there, and there's you know there's so many kind of diet focused things on there already. It's just nice to show what we're all going through. And I think until you talk about mm. it you don't realise how many people are going through it Mm. as well. Uh, Tell me, uh, when you were starting the business, did you have any reservations about working with someone who you were so close to, working with a best friend? And did you have to lay any ground rules to protect the friendship along the way? Uh, well, actually, because when we started, we while we kind of had our, I suppose, our business hat on because we got the sponsors, we weren't thinking, I suppose, in that way that it would become a business and our full-time job. So we actually have never really sat down and said, here are the rules and laid anything down. But I think the reason that it has been has worked so well it can obviously go either way with with business and friendship and a lot of people said you know you shouldn't mix them but Steph and I have so much respect for each other we have the same I think the most important thing is to respect each other because then when you communicate in every way it might be through something um, you know giving constructive feedback or whatever it might be but if that respect is there it's always going to be received in a nice way because you know that the other person is coming from a good place because they care about the business and then also that our end goal for the business and our vision is the same. I think that is the most important thing Um, and because it has been the same the whole way through and it still is, we've never really had a problem with it. It's it's nice. It's nice to have someone, especially in the industry that we work in, that you can trust 100,000% and that has your back no matter what. I can't imagine doing it without her. And, And how big is the kit community today? Uh, it, it's it's growing every month, which is so exciting. We've got um, thousands of girls around the world. In I think we're in over two hundred countries. Wow. It's yeah, it's really cool. It's um yeah, it's crazy that to know that people overseas know what Kick is. Um, so yeah, it's really really exciting. And is this the subscription model? Is is sort of the the basis of you know the financial structure, I suppose, of the business. Yeah, so we have a one a month to month option, and then a three month option, and then a year option, uh, and we find it yeah. it works really well. Yeah, for the I mean, it's subscription. It's it's a great model because you have that um, income coming in every single month, but at the same time, you you know you have to make sure you're retaining your subscribers. But we just focus on making sure that we have the best product in the market, which I really believe we do for a health app. We offer so much more than exercise and food. We've got meditations on there. We've got a period tracker. We've got a run tracker. Um, We've got a whole new affirmations kind of thing. We've just put some kick emoji things in there so girls can make their characters. Um, We're just really trying to focus on the product and improving it. And I think that if we keep doing that, we'll hopefully keep retaining all of them. And who else is on your team uh, providing that information and those programs? 
So we've got a team of six that work on the program and then we've got our app developer team as well, which is much bigger. There's probably 10 to 15 um, of them that work on that and they've been fantastic. We work really collaboratively with them. Um, They come to us with strategy just as it's really nice we meet every single Monday we go through how we can improve the app any feedback we've had new ideas and we just have this big session where we just write everything down and the best thing is with that community is that we get instant feedback from them and they are so honest which is amazing and you know they're the ones that are using the product every single day so we take everything they say so seriously and any time that we can fix a problem that they've had with the app or um, implement something new we, we do because it, it makes the world of difference. Ultimately you're running a tech business which yeah. is probably or probably would have seemed completely um, you know beyond the realm of possibility for you beyond, you know, more than five years ago. What's really blindsided you along the way or or perhaps really challenged you more than anything else? This is a hard... When you sent me through this question, I kind of thought about it. I struggle to um, pinpoint... We have things go wrong every single day. Every single day things go wrong. Um, You know, there's things like people there's just so many things and um even with the products we we have things go wrong and I find that when you have a fantastic team like we do you problem solve and so it's funny on the day the problem seems like the biggest thing in the whole world and you can't get through it but once you solve it when I look back and try to remember them I actually can't pinpoint any real mistakes that we've made because we always find a way to fix them and so I think that's been a huge learning for me knowing that every single problem has a solution you know you can have your 10 minute like oh my god it's going to be the end of the world but then you just need to stop kind of step back from it and analyze it and I haven't yet we haven't as a team met a problem that we can't fix which is awesome but um, that's been a huge learning just knowing that every single problem has a solution but I think the biggest thing that's blindsided me in in general probably is I take on people's feedback. Um, I do care what other people think and I think in, in the industry it's a hard pill to swallow every single time if you care about everything. Um, so I think that's something that I have been I suppose the most blindsided by and I'm just learning how to kind of I have pretty thick skin but I, I know as, as you would know some things just get to you more than others. Um, well, there's a lot and... of neg- there's a lot of negativity on social media, and so much of it is not justified. Um, mm. uh, in fact, I'd say most of it is not justified. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you have you been exposed to to a lot of that along the way? Yeah, I, I mean, definitely. I'm lucky I don't get that much, but I think I mean, if someone if someone um, says anything about my physical appearance, I I'm totally disconnected from that. I couldn't care less. That that's totally fine. But I think for me, it's because. I spend literally nearly every second of my day thinking about kick and trying to make it the best program possible for women. If anyone ever questions my motives or, um, you know, anything about the program or says that we don't care about women or we put women down or whatever it might be, it really, really gets to me because when you're working towards a purpose and, and that's our vision and that's my whole purpose is to help women and when someone comes at me and says you're not that that's the one thing that I'm kind of working on um, toughening mm-hmm. my skin because I, I mean it's hard because you can have a hundred positive comments but the one negative one is the one that will kind of stick that with you through. yeah, yeah well, exactly what's, what's then the most re- rewarding part about running your own business 
it is the community for sure with Kick. We, I'm so, I feel so lucky to do something where we help women um, every single day. And I think I've been so lucky because I grew up in a family where sport was really important and, and I had access to really healthy food. And so I'm lucky, but it's there's a lot of girls that have grown up and not liked sport or not liked, ex- not liked exercise or not ever had kind of the education about healthy eating. And so when we are able to speak to them and, and find out that, you know, they never, ever liked sport their whole way through high school, they didn't feel confident doing it, they had no confidence to go to the gym um, because they felt uncomfortable and people would be looking at them. But now they do kick every single day and they can't live without it, which is means they do a 20-minute workout, you know, five or six times a week it's the best feeling in the whole world because I I think you know anyone that exercises and eats well understands how good it makes you feel and and how confident it makes you feel and empowered and strong and I want every woman to feel that and so when we find out that kick has kind of been the trigger for that for them and it's been the the initiator for them it's the most incredible thing ever and no matter what has gone wrong that day when we hear things like that it's like okay no we're we're doing this, you know, for the right reasons. We're making a difference here and it's really special. Well, you're also pushing that message um, through your role as an ambassador for AIA Vitality. Why are you so passionate about their mantra? How does it align with your own mantra? Oh, yeah, AIA is just, it's so awesome. I, it's such a great business. And what I love about AIA is that they're so similar. I mean, the values are so similar to Keep It Clean as though is because it's all about making small changes to a healthier you. It's not about dreaming big and setting huge goals that you can't kind of get to. It's setting small goals and making small healthy changes to that you can sustain. And I think that's the biggest thing in the health industry that we need to work on is that it's not, as I said before, it's not about a quick fix. It's not about losing, you know, just doing a challenge and then up to when summer comes, oh my God, I want to have to wear a bikini. I'm going to go on a diet for a month and then not care. It's not about that. It's about finding small ways that you can make your life healthier that actually work for you and knowing that not everything is going to work for everyone and that's okay because we're all different and healthy looks different for everyone but I love so much that AIA kind of focus on the small changes because I think that is truly the way that we're all going to be able to change to become healthier because it's kind of it, it's it's something that if you set a huge goal it's so hard you kind of think oh I'm never going to get there but if you set a small ones to lead up to the big one that's when you can really achieve it it's such a huge community the vitality community as well what's something that you've personally taken out of that I think the biggest thing for me is um, the mental side of health and focusing on that so obviously uh, one of the pillars um, being the think well pillar and the plan well pillar as well we just went away last week I'm so, I'm so, um, it was sucks that you couldn't come, Sylvia, obviously, because you're pregnant, which is awesome. <laughs> I, was, I was living vicariously yeah. through all of your photos. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so we were at the, uh, we had a w- women's wellness day and one, we spent two hours with um, Alyssa, who's one of the ambassadors, who's also been on this podcast. And it was a fantastic conversation you had with her and Jamie Lee, who is a doctor. And they spoke about mental health and just taking time out for you during the day. And we did a health test. It was like a stress test. We had to wear. Did you did you do it? I didn't. No, I've heard about kind of a monitor. Yeah, 
You, you should definitely do it. So you wear this monitor for. I don't think about I want to know days. how high yeah. my stress levels are. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll avoid well, that. I know. Well, you know, but it was nice to have it in front of me because I kind of knew that I was quite stressed and I didn't have a lot mm. of time for myself during the day. But it was, you know, I got my results back and I didn't have any. That it kind of had red and green lines, and a green line meant that you um, were happy and less stressed, and then the red was just you were under stress. And it's just important. What I learned through that was it's important to have the recovery it's we live stressful lives we live busy lives and that's okay but you just need to make sure that you are having the recovery and I didn't have any during the day and so kind of seeing that and listening to them the Alyssa and Jamie speak kind of made me really realize that I need to add that in and it can again coming back to their main message it can just be a small change you know five minute meditation going to the bathroom at work and doing a breathing exercise walking outside for two minutes just little things that you know I think that we think oh we don't have time to do it but we all have five minutes um, and being able to implement that. So I think that's been a really big thing for me because I do focus a lot on like I exercise all the time and I have a really healthy relationship with food. But the think well and plan well pillars are really important as well. Well, you do have a lot going on. You guys um, also just recently launched your own kick range of food products, which are stocked, well, everywhere basically now. <laughs> um, tell us about how big a project that was because anyone who has started a food company, a food business, will understand how complicated it is. Get Getting the checks, getting the um, distribution processes laid out, getting stocked in stores. It's, it's not an easy process, um, but you guys have had so much success with it. Thank you. No, it, it's been amazing. So we launched the products, the first product launch into Coles two years ago, and it was always a dream of Steph and I to have uh, a product. I had a protein powder brown when I was 19, and from that point after I left that business, I'd kind of always thought I would love to have something else like this. Um, and, and again, our message is just about making health more accessible, and we knew that there was a – there's. I mean, there is a lot of healthy products in health stores, but it's a bit more expensive, um, and not everyone has access to one. So our dreams always been to make you know really healthy options available at the supermarket where most people shop uh, it's hard though I think it especially because we went straight into Coles um, we didn't start in any small independent stores and what I think the craziest thing for us is when we we had two business partners in the grocery business and they're fantastic they have a background in logistics um, and distribution which is not something that Steph and I have um, and then in sales dealing with Coles and Woolworths so that was that was a great help for us having that but we when we sat down in front of the so what happens is the categories in the supermarket they only take on new products kind of at one point of either it might be once a year it might be if they're not doing a category review for a while it might be every two years so you kind of only have one shot and if they don't take your product within that period you have to wait until it comes around again and so yeah, it's tedious. We, yeah, yeah, definitely. So we sat at Cole's head office um, in front of our the category manager of the chilled food section, who we actually hired recently. And it's funny um, thinking of how scared I was of him back then. <laughs> now you know he's our, our he works with us, and, and he's awesome. Now but, you're the boss. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but they they have to have this straight face. It's it's just what they have to do. They can't kind of show any mm. excitement or show that they love your your passion or your. They just ask you questions that you think you have the answers to, but you you kind of doubt yourself the whole time because it's just such a scary process. And I think he saw something in the brand which was amazing because they they hadn't at that point been many brands that had kind of gone from social media into the supermarket because it is so different. I mean, you can sell out something online, but it doesn't mean that it's going to have success in such a big store. Because I mean, with Coles and Woolworths, you distribute basically to, to the whole of Australia, so 20 million people. So it, it's much more than kind of just the following that, that we had online. And but this buyer really believed in Keep It Cleaner. He loved our passion. He he thought that it would work. And um, he kind of took a bit of a chance on us and we got ranging of seven products to start with, which was was so exciting. And from there, we sh- we could show that our sales were, I think we in the first few weeks, we did eight times what they had projected us to which was so exciting and yeah it's been it's been crazy even for Steph and I we didn't know if it was going to work we didn't know if people were going to you know identify the brand from online in the store and actually purchase the products but it's worked really well and when we do posts on social media it's um, equivalent to kind of the uplift in sales as um, when brands do promotion so Coslem now we're in Woolworths they've been really happy with it and we're now we've got tw- uh, 83 SKUs um, which is really exciting and we've sold millions of products throughout the past two years so yeah it's been yeah it's been amazing and we're so lucky that that buyer kind of went out and took a chance on us and thought that we could do it and mm-hmm. yeah it, it's been really exciting. And so what's next in your plans for world domination? <laughs> oh. Don't know about world domination. I do. It's um, it's just about. I suppose we just want to try and reach more women and help more women. Uh, so next year we're going to try and expand internationally. Obviously the app is international. Um, we have people from all over the world, but we want to go and visit the countries um, where we have our subscribers and be able to connect with them, um, and um, work out with them and meet them and hear their stories. I think that's something that. We, we love doing and that's how we really connect with them. So next year the plan is a lot of travel, uh, which will be very uh, exhausting but exciting. And um, we've also just brought on a new CMO, uh, Michelle Battersby, who was the head of APAC uh, for Bumble. So we're really excited to have her start and join the team. We think she's going to add so much to kick and kind of help us with our vision. So that'll be great. Well, and somewhere in there you have a wedding to plan too. (laughs) How how are those plans coming along? Um, it's not coming along very much. I'm not a wedding girl. I, I mean, it, I feel horrible about this because my poor partner Dalton. He, um, I think sometimes he thinks, do you, do you even want to marry me? But it's not about that. It's just that I'm not into planning. I'm not into you know. I if someone asks me to choose a place setting, I'll just I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. It's not my thing. So I am taking it very slow. And we had planned to have it early this year. Oh, sorry, early next year. But I think because work has just been quite consuming um and I, I'm I'm doing my uni degree as well so I've had to I've got to focus on that and and then with work it, it's all it's all a lot so I think we're going to delay it a little bit so I can and the same so we can enjoy the process I think I don't want it to be something like oh I have to do that I can't be bothered um I you know to for it to feel like a job I really want to enjoy it because you know it's such a special part of our life and I don't want it to I feel like sometimes with, with work and I think it's because of social media you kind of just you don't 
really celebrate your wins and you just go through life and then as soon as you get to one achievement then you just want another one and I don't want I don't want the wedding to be something that I don't enjoy the process of so I think we are going to delay it so then <laughs> So then um, we can enjoy well, planning. A little insight from me to you is either way, it's going to be a little bit stressful yes. in the lead up to yep. I, I know it's going to be stressful. <laughs> so whether you have it now or later, but it will be the best day of your life and you're going to be the most beautiful bride. I can't wait to see it all unfold. And I hope that you recover quickly from uh, Steph's hens this <laughs> afternoon or this evening as Thank well. Thank you. I look forward to seeing some of those pictures. But, uh, you know, any secrets that you share with me later, I promise you will remain secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Hens parties should stay that way. Thank you so much for joining us, Laura. We really appreciate it. And I know that um, our Future Women listeners will really take away a lot from your story and from the journey that you and Steph have been on too. So thank you so much for sharing it with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much to the lovely Laura for joining us from Melbourne for this Future Women episode. It's been a pleasure chatting with her as always. You can follow her on Instagram at laura.henshaw or join the Kick community at Keep It Cleaner. This podcast was brought to you by AIA, supporting Australians to live healthier, longer, better lives. AIA insurance for life, health and well-being. Thank you so much for joining us for this season of the Future Women Next Generation Innovators podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. We'll see you soon.